Hello, what have we here? Welcome to the IDP Nation Podcast, the Factory Sports Network's IDP-centric show. We're your hosts, Dan Cook and Daryl Winston. Are you ready for some tenacious IDP discussion? We've got you covered from your LB1 Year Taxi Squad. This is IDP Nation. Welcome back. Another week in the books for the NFL. Daryl, how are you? Hey Dan, how's it going? Back, back by popular demand. Daryl here. Uh, this yeah, week I'm we back. have a special guest who's on the line. Uh, he is a corner from Duquesne, the Dukes. We we had his teammate on here a little while back. Uh, he got his first game action this week. He's a transfer from Syracuse, where he had 105 tackles, a pick, six PBUs, two forced fumbles. And now has traveled to Duquesne to finish up his senior season. Davion Ellison, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Got out of practice not too long ago. Finished up some homework. I'm just chilling. Oh, okay. Practice and homework. Yeah, that sounds uh, sounds like the the college life here. I, I watch a lot of uh, the the Netflix <laughs> shows like the QB one and the uh, the the last chance you so yeah. like watching that stuff you know get get the little glimpses of the inside life of the the high school and college student athlete um yeah, it's definitely a grind yeah yeah <laughs> i know i'm a teacher we mentioned that just a couple seconds ago so yeah from basically september to june i am just constantly on the run and then the summer is yeah. kind of when i get to relax a little bit but i'm sure in the summer you're kind of practicing and getting ready for the season so yeah i haven't had a summer since i was probably before high school yeah because <laughs> yeah, in high school man now it's it's like a they're like factories the, the school i teach at the high school is pretty pretty good school um yeah. and they uh they, they have practices like they have weightlifting starting in like basically like they get like a month off and then they start weightlifting and then going over stuff like it's crazy. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, getting started here, we can we can shoot a little later here. Uh, who introduced you to football? Like, who who was the the major influence that said, you know, here's a football, here's what you do with it? Um, it, was, it was honestly my mom because I was around like four years old and I always had a bunch of energy. And at that time, <laughs> I wasn't in any sports, but uh, it was a uh, one of a league. Uh, one of it was a league over by uh, my neighborhood that was uh, opening up, and they had flag football, and they were able to uh, let me play. And the first day she took me there, I was crying because I was nervous. <laughs> Boys was bigger than me, and then after that, I'm here now. So it worked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My my son, my oldest son's currently playing flag football. He's ten. He's he's a little older than than you were when you started, uh, but yeah. yeah. So I, I know the practice life and the the flag football. Can you believe that we actually play flag football at two o'clock on a Sunday during like NFL football? Yeah, that's, that's just crazy. The worst time. That's just crazy, <laughs> right? Am I the only one that thinks that's that insane? Is crazy. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's, a, it's an time. NFL football league, flag football league, but I'm like, you're not competing with the NFL here. Like, so. <laughs> that is crazy. That's all right. I got my phone and I kind of just, you know, <laughs> they run a play like every five minutes because the coach is telling every kid what to do. So it's kind of, it's instructional, <laughs> you know, he's learning. Uh, but yeah, yeah. but still two o'clock on a Sunday kills me. But, uh, yeah. So you transferred from Syracuse to Duquesne. Um, what made you decide to change change it up? Uh, after after my freshman year, a new coaching staff I came in, and uh, the first year I started, uh, I had a great year with them. And uh, just after I had surgery uh, in the spring, they had other plans, so I just didn't want to deal with any any extra drama my uh for my senior year so i just decided to uh transfer yeah okay is that what kept you at first couple games this year yeah okay yeah because we were looking for your uh for you we've been (laughs) checking up on reed and uh your your teammate we've been checking up on his stats and stuff because um we're trying to you know yeah, keep, I've been keep, dying to get out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you both had a pretty good game on uh, Saturday. Uh, yeah, I had our game. I got to tighten up some things, but we're going to get it there. Yeah, first game back after a while, it must be tough to to come back. Yeah, it was, but it, it felt good being back out there. Definitely. Good. Yeah. Good, Daryl. You got. It. Okay, hang on a second. My uh, screen's freezing here. Well, Go ahead and ask the next I'll, one. I'll, I'll jump in here. here. I'll jump in here. Uh, yeah, what, what's one thing you need to improve most about your game? Do you think in your senior uh, year? Honestly, just creating turnovers because I feel like I do a pretty good job at getting to the ball, mm-hmm. but to get to the next level, you got to make turnovers, make plays happen. Yeah, bro. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, but th- there's something about a good, you know, D-back D that can tackle, you know, because <laughs> yeah. if you're in position to make the tackles, you know, you're you're in position, you know, obviously you want the picks and the pick sixes and the, the, the force fumbles help, you know, the, the peanut Tillman, you know, punk. <laughs> uh, you know, those things, those things make sports center and all. Uh, but, you know, just making sure you wrap up and don't get on the wrong end of the highlight is also something. For a deep no, that's, def- that's definitely big. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be that guy that's uh, <laughs> that, that gets not burnt for that touchdown. So, yeah, not at all. Yeah. So, what would you say the strongest part of your game is? Uh, getting to the football. I just I got a knack for the football. Whenever you see the football, I'm always around it. So I feel like that's probably my strongest point. All right, let's see. Man, my screen keeps freezing. I can't. What would you do career-wise if you didn't play football? Uh, I want to have my own businesses and hopefully someday uh, create a program that is specifically for, like, kids in at-risk areas who don't have their parents in their life because I didn't have my dad in my life uh, right. until I was 17. So I know I know how the feeling can be, so – I just want to create a program to like implement that and like help kids out. Yeah. 
And as a Very teacher, nice. as a teacher of young children, and, and a lot of the students I teach um, could be, you know, considered that, um, mm -hmm. you know, and seeing some of the stuff that they have to, you know, just come to school and deal with, you know, they have to put the, put all that stuff aside to come to school and, and work and stuff. It, it's kind of, you know, you, you wish you could do more. Yeah. So, uh, definitely. Yeah. But just, you know, kind of being there for them and trying to help them out is, is you know, helps. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, for sure. Um, Kids can use all the help they can get these days. Yeah. So, what is your uh, major that you're going for? Uh, uh, my major is communications, and I'm getting a minor in uh, sociology. Okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Nice. All right. Your screen so over there. Okay, there. What Darryl? is your favorite? Yeah, it's it's working a little Nick. bit. I don't know what's wrong with it, but it's working. What's your favorite song of all time? Uh, I'll probably say "Peace of Mind" by G Herbo. <laughs> okay. I'll have I to check that out. But Dan can tell you I like all kinds of music, so I'll definitely have to check that out. Yeah, don't let the don't let the southern it. twang fool you. He, he's very diverse <laughs> musically. <laughs> but, uh, do you play video games? Uh, I actually do. Uh, my favorite game right now is Two uh, K. I'm just waiting on this Call of Duty to come out. Okay. Oh, I hear you. So you an Xbox or a PlayStation guy? PS Four. I had to grow there up. There we go. Now I'm liking you better already. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still I I'm Madden all the way like I I don't have a whole lot of time but when I do I play Madden or I I fire up the uh, NCAA like 14 since they won't make any new ones. I was so mad about <laughs> NCAA. I know the year the year <laughs> yeah. I went to college they stopped. Oh, you man. wanted to see yourself, right? You wanted to oh, play man. as yourself, right? So bad, so yeah. bad. <laughs> Well, your your facsimile the, that just happens to wear the same number and has kind of your likeness. That, that that's like that's what they use. There you go. Yeah. I don't know. Just just give. So see, I, I I'm and going off of this, just give all the kids like a thousand bucks each, and you know you get to be in a game. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure that would suffice, right? Yeah, I would be fine. You know, like I don't I don't get yeah. it. The fact that this game is so popular, like there's people like uh, the, the one of the writers for Roto World that does a lot of college tape studying, uh, Thor Nystrom. He loves NCAA uh, 14 and he has like a league with a bunch of guys. They still play it like religiously. <laughs> yeah, and it's crazy that this game like and every every tweet that comes out about it, like has a, like thousands of likes. I'm like. Does EA Sports want to make money? Like they could make tons of money if they brought that game back. Especially after all this time. I don't time, even right? know how much. I, know. I used to like that better than Madden. Now that there's nothing oh, else, yeah. I guess I gotta play Madden. But not that Madden's <laughs> yeah. bad. But I mean, I used to love the college game so much more. Nah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you would play as Syracuse before then, when, when you had fourteen. Or you just what? what I, uh, nah, I'll, I'll play. I'll play. <laughs> I'll, I'll play with anybody. Yeah. yeah. I used to like to take the small schools like uh, Texas State yeah, or like San Jose State and, and try to like build a powerhouse that way. <laughs> but, 
Yep, I did so, the same thing. Getting back to you here, enough about us. Uh, if if we had <laughs> one game that we wanted to watch tape on you that you would say is your best game, what what game would you say that we should we should watch? I would say uh, when we played when I was at Syracuse my sophomore year, we beat Virginia Tech. Okay. Pretty high profile game. ACC. Yeah, high profile on ESPN. Uh, we we had a lot of injuries, and just did everything we had to do. Did everything correct. We had some mistakes, but overall, we did what we had to do. Made some big plays at the end, and we came out with the dub, yeah. with the W. Right. So, kind of piggybacking off of Dan's question, what is one game you would like to replay, and why? Probably. Against NC State, my sophomore year, because honestly, there's a few plays that I'm replaying in my head right now that I wish I watched film a little bit more on, because I would have been in a perfect position to maybe make a tackle for loss or catch an interception. Right. So, uh, who do you, I guess, pattern your game after? Who's somebody in the NFL or even in college uh, that you'd like to to watch? Maybe a you know a player that you try to emulate, I guess, your game after, like some somebody you try to watch to kind of steal stuff uh, from, I guess. Uh, Tyron Matthew, Honey Badger, the Honey Badger, Honey Badger, I'm a big I Honey Badger his, guy. I will watch his highlights before every game since high school. Yeah, yeah, he, he's a pretty good guy. Good guy to to pattern your game after. I mean, he's versatile too. He plays a little corner safety, mm-hmm. little slot corner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, de- definitely a big Honey Badger fan. Here, got a lot of him on my fantasy teams. Do you play fantasy football? I don't actually. <laughs> See, no. you, when you when you get drafted to the pros, you're gonna have to join an IDP league so you can draft yourself. That's right. No, I'm gonna be the first <laughs> pick. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I hear you. I do the same thing. <laughs> All right. What's your favorite defensive play call and why? It's either me going on. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It would either be a blitz because I, I like causing havoc or either a QB spy play because I like reading eyes. I like I, I like to get a, a get a feel of the flow of motion of like where the play is going. I feel like I do a good job at that. Right. Yeah, coming off the edge must be because cause you kind of almost always have a clear path almost. And you just like – as long as nobody kicks out, I got a clear straight line to this quarterback. Right? <laughs> yeah, nothing feels better than that. <laughs> yeah, especially from blindside. He doesn't even yeah. know it's coming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so with uh, the first couple games down, what are your, your goals for the rest of the 2019 season? Well, since my first game back was the third game, I wanted to have a, at least – 60, 70 tackles. I want to finish off with at least three interceptions. And I want to cause at least five uh, fumbles and obviously win our conference. Yeah. 
definitely. So team goals, individual goals, they're, they're all they're all there. Um, so it, it's you know it's in the evening time. So what what does uh, Davion do in his free time when he's you know just trying to relax, hang out? Uh, I got my dog with me, so every time I get back to the house, I take my dog on the walk. What kind of dog uh, you got? Just, uh, I got a pit bull. He's a big baby. <laughs> big baby. Okay. <laughs> uh, besides that, listen to music, uh, just hang around with my boys, or uh, just watching movies and playing a game. You don't be hanging around Reed, do you? Some no, sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's my boy right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he'll be listening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we've been trying to uh, each week take a look at all the guys that we've interviewed over the past few months and try to you know tweet their stats out to to try to yeah just okay, okay. keep keep in touch you know yeah. keep keep uh, yeah. We, we do what we can to try to keep you guys' names out there and keep attention on it and focus on it so yeah definitely appreciate that yeah you're welcome so Daryl anything left. Uh, I want to hear who the opposing player that's hit him the hardest was. Of all my college career? Yeah. I say James Conner. <laughs> One of the few times uh, I've been ran over. <laughs> but I'd say he, uh, he's a pretty successful guy. I've heard of him. That, yeah, yeah. It was, that was my sophomore year as well. He, he was a big yeah. dude back then. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, one thing we always like to ask, you know, if, if you're talking to, you know, you go back to your old high school or something, you go back to talk, you know, you talked about uh, trying to help out uh, kids earlier. Uh, what's one piece of advice you give uh, somebody that's a student athlete, you know, about, you know, the college experience, you know, going through high school, how to, you know, I, I guess put yourself out there as much as possible to get the best possible position for yourself? First things first, do your work. Make sure make sure you do your work. That's 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 the most important thing. You can't do football without school, you know. And then uh, second, I would say, be who you are when nobody is looking. There you go. Very good advice. In fact, and we we yeah. talk about character education, and that's the September at our school is self discipline. And that's yeah. one of the things we we tell the kids is, uh, you know, you should be the same person when I my back's turned or I have to, like, you know, look yeah, out in the hallway exactly. when, you know, as when I'm staring you down in the face, you know, you should be the same yeah, person exactly. no matter what. So. Me and Dan so was talking about this up there. Yeah, Some people like just, when somebody's looking at you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do anything different that you would if nobody was yeah. looking at you. Yeah. I'll have to play this exactly interview right. for my uh, students and say, see? Yeah. Listen, and I've, <laughs> I've said it a million times today, and I'm like, you know, I can't, I just can't deal with people being one way when they're to you, and then when you turn around, they're just a whole different person. So, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. And, what you uh, see is what you get with me. I don't change. <laughs> oh, we know, Daryl. We know. <laughs> see, now Dan will tell you otherwise, but. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just like to have some fun and bust some stones. He so, does. He does. That's all. That's all. We, 
we, we can't just agree and like each other. That would make a very boring show if we just. Well, I tell you every week that I don't like you, but you don't believe me for some reason. Yeah, you gotta have a little controversy. <laughs> yeah, you know, you gotta stir it up a little bit. If it's just yes, sir, bit. you know, yes, yes, yeah. we, I need a yes man over here. I need somebody to tell me my ideas are terrible. You know, every once in a while. Yeah. Well, I got you covered on yeah. that. No, oh, I know you do. <laughs> well oh, we're, we're gonna uh depart any last words for the audience that you want to share with us i gotta see it says uh keep an eye on the dupes this year yeah we'll make some things happen oh yeah um, definitely will i've been watching y'all's games the last few games so looking good out there appreciate that appreciate that absolutely and we thank you for coming And I'll on. keep your name in the loop. And, and Reed's name in the loop. Hope you guys do well. Hope your team does well. So. Yeah. One, you, the one nice thing is I only have one. I, I can look at one box score and find both of you at the same time. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not really any extra. It, <laughs> yep. it's, it, it, it'll take me about 10 more seconds to, to get it out there. So. But, <laughs> yeah, but we appreciate perfect. you coming on and uh we wish the dukes the best of luck again as we mentioned absolutely uh, we interviewed reed and uh good luck with your 2019 season and we hope to be uh we'll, we'll talk to you again when when the draft comes around yeah definitely yep. so. definitely like i tell reed you're gonna have to remember us when you hit the big time yeah. no definitely will <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you enjoy the rest of your evening and I'm sure yes. you're going right to bed so you can be bright and chipper in the morning, right? Of course, of course. <laughs> Anything you hit uh, me and Dan up, we'll be glad to promote you all we can. And yep. Enjoy okay. the rest of your night, and yep, we will get back into the rest of the IDP world here. BestFantasyFootballLeague.com Join a 12-team Dynasty startup draft today. Leagues start at just $49 and go up to $999. Starting lineups of one quarterback, three running backs, four wide receivers, one tight end, and two flex spots. They also have best ball leagues, weekly leagues, and redraft leagues with six different starting lineup options in 10, 12, and 14-team leagues. BestFantasyFootballLeague.com The best fantasy football leagues on the net. Check out BestFantasyFootballLeague.com after our interview with Davion Ellison from Duquesne. He was a wonderful guest. Uh, And we look forward to bringing you more interviews just like that. Um, Hopefully you're enjoying them. Yep, we've got one lined up next week. Uh, so uh, they're starting to roll in. Hopefully we can keep these things going. Yes. And if you aren't a fan of them, sorry. But, uh, you know, it's something we'd like to, to dive into here with our future IDP players. Yeah, if you uh, play Debbie, they're big. So it, it kind of all ties together. It gives you another leg up on the competition. Yeah, and even if you don't do Debbie, I think – starting to like you know just watching college football and getting to know some of these big name defenders not all of them pan out as far as you know like the you know you got guys like uh obo Ankaronquo from 
Oklahoma a couple years Khalil ago. Khalil Hodge. Everybody knows how high Khalil I was on Hodge, him. Yeah, and, and you know, didn't make it, so. th- there's something that happens for some yeah. players, but um, you know, keep it, just knowing who these people are um, is yep. gives you a leg up on your competition so much because. You know, you recognize a name, you're in like the seventh round of your draft, and you're like, hey, I've heard good things about him. Let me just take a flyer on him. And then you got like a Darius Leonard on your hand. You know, (laughs) that's the extreme case. But, you know, you get guys like Kyrie Willis, who for Indianapolis with Malik Hooker, sorry if I'm stealing your thunder here, missing a few weeks. No, go right ahead. He's probably going to step in and play with gathers and while free safety might not be the optimal role for him you gotta figure you know maybe marvell tell gets some play you know these are guys that we've been talking about for what seems like forever because we've been talking about Kari willis forever. well yeah Kari willis that's what i said right did yeah. i say something else okay yeah Kari willis is supposed to start more than likely yeah, he was dad, getting he was getting 50 percent of snaps with gathers on the field Yes. And Hooker on the field. So he's getting the playing time, and I think he'll increase that playing time with Hooker out for how long, did it say? I'm sure you have uh, Hooker's going to be out four to six weeks. So four to six uh, weeks to steal that job, and I don't think he'll steal Hooker's job, but uh, I, I think Gathers could be losing some snaps. And I only say that because Gathers is not healthy. Right. Ever, ever he always and, uh, gets hurt because he plays a physical style of football so he does and while we're on a uh, hooker you know this is something that i had an issue with him back in his days at ohio state you know he was he was injured there he couldn't stay healthy i think it was a, a is, hamstring is it, back then. is it because he was a big 10 guy not from iowa is that your problem <laughs> would you shut up <laughs> <laughs> no it was not uh, I mean, it was just – he had a history of injuries, and it's not let up yet. And that's one of my big things. He, You know, he, he had the hamstring at Ohio State, and it kind of brought his value down a little bit, but he still went in a good spot. He went to Indianapolis. But he's been hurt there. He's only played – I think it was – actually, I wrote a little piece on him in my stock market if you want to check it out. Uh, he's only played 21 of 32 games in his first two years because he can't stay healthy. And then here he is, supposedly felt the best he's felt in a long time, he said, and he plays three games, and boom, now he's out four to six. Some players are just injury-prone no matter what they do, and I just avoid those players. You know, I know he's he can play the position, and when he's healthy, he's probably one of the better safeties in the league, but you just can't trust him, and – I'll let somebody else take that headache on. Yeah, and I'm not a big – I don't really own a lot of Malik Hooker just because he plays more of a free safety role. I'd rather have gathers. I oh, yeah, I agree. Both. But, I mean, so, there is some free safeties, Kevin Byard. Yeah. That put up big numbers. And I think Hooker is one of the few free safeties that can put up big numbers. I mean, he, he has ball-hawking skills and stuff, but he yeah. just can't stay healthy. You can't depend on him. Yeah, and that's – a reason a second strike against him for me so that's why i don't own a lot of them so let's uh formally get into the news and notes i'm I'm just gonna go with that because this time of year it's all bad news Uh, there's very rarely any good news coming from you yeah it's it's 
not good this early in the year. It's not good at all. We just talked about um, Malik Hooker, so uh, I'm going to overlook him. <laughs> I'm going to kind of just go ahead and get the big one out of the way. Keanu Neal out for the season again with another ACL. Just a huge blow for the Falcons. I feel so bad for Neal because he's such a good player uh, and just a no, huge blow for uh, no, for fantasy. Please, no, 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 no. <laughs> I love that clip because you never know when to chime in after that clip. <laughs> But yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a huge, one of the biggest blows in IDP right now. That, oh, uh, and and I'll be the first one to admit I've got, I don't know, forty plus leagues, hmm. and I've it, this injury has made me sick to my stomach because I've had him probably in close to thirty leagues. Yeah, and, and one thing you have to take a look at with with him is. After last season, you probably picked up some safeties, and you probably were not, if you were smart, you weren't willing to just roll with just him. So you might have been a little better prepared for this than last year when it came out of nowhere week one, and you just were like, okay, who am I picking up? Um, One of the things to mention, and this is something that I, I... kind of glazed over i guess uh for the waiver report uh he is listed or uh, kamal ish kamal ishmael is supposedly gonna step in for neil and he did last week he is listed as a linebacker on mfl and i didn't huge value i didn't necessarily i don't know that it, it's it's about the same value i think because and I didn't realize he was listed as a linebacker on MFL because I was just purely going off the fact that somebody's got to fill that shoes. And, uh, you know, last year it was a little bit of DeMonte Casey, but I think they're playing him on the outside a little more. Uh, Ricardo Allen could get a boost, I think. Uh, But besides that, it looks like Ishmael is the backup, which makes me wonder why he was listed as a linebacker on MFL, though. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I've seen a lot of questions to Gary about that too. Yeah, I haven't seen. I haven't really been on the Twitterverse much. Uh, you know. Yeah, I've seen a couple of people saying, year. "Hey, you know, I don't know if you do position changes during the season, but well, hey, normally, this is one you might want to look at." Normally, that's a no. But that's, uh, that's yeah, yeah. MFL, I asked last year. MFL typically does not do in-season position changes unless it's just something drastic or really big. That was the because I asked directly and they's like no we don't do them in season once the season starts yeah. we're kind of done it has to be something really huge wow. for us to make a switch I don't even know it has even has to be something really huge just you and you kind of have to do what Yahoo did is give the dual positionality which I know MFL <laughs> doesn't really handle I mean your commissioner can change the positions and I love that about MFL I really do I love that what's that. That the commissioner that they don't give, no, that they don't give out. Yeah. Well, I like that. I mean, I I don't know. I'm so old school. I don't like this edge position. I don't like this DB and DL. And well, I I don't like DB and DL, but 
I don't know. I don't like the edge. I don't. I'm not an edge guy. You're either a defensive end or you're a linebacker. One of the two. You can't be both. But you kind of. What's Preston Smith? Garbage. <laughs> not yet. <yeah. laughs> like like Shaq Barrett's garbage. They're, they're leading the no. league in sacks. The two of them. They are. Shaq Barrett's hot right now. He is. I, I I was on this show last week. You weren't here, but I was on this show telling people don't bother. Just let the fad pass. And I still am a little leery to pick him up. I mean, if, got I, a ton, if I need help, got, I'm going to grab him. But I have gotten a ton of questions, mostly on Reddit about him. And I, I, I was kind of where you was at. I wasn't totally down on him, but I was like, you know, I wonder if this is just a fluke. He comes out and does it again the next week. And then I started looking at it. I wrote a little piece on the stock market again. Uh, but if you look at his schedule going forward, he's got some really favorable matchups going forward. So why he's not going to keep this pace up, there's just no way. You can forget that. He could but, shatter uh, the straight hand sack record. <laughs> what are you talking about? Right. He's okay. He could. But it's not going to happen. He's already half, or, like, or at least not at this pace. He's a third of the way there in not three games. I understand, and he may break the record. Don't get me wrong; he may break it, but it's not. He's not going to keep this pace and break it. Yeah, uh, no, but I do I, like I'm just his schedule going forward. He has some really good games where he can take advantage of, like he has so far. So, you know what? Pick him up, ride him while he's on a hot streak right now. Um, you know, if if you're really kind of uh, like Dan you're kind of leery of him pick him up let him have another good game then trade him for something um, he right now he is the hottest player in IDP I'm betting he puts up like two points this week or something crazy because he could well he could very well because I mean it's the nature of that position the outside linebacker got pass the, rush the position yeah the Rams and and yeah, so this you know this week's probably not a good matchup for him. So this is the week really he comes not. back down to earth, and then everybody drops him. Yeah, and then you know if you look at his schedule, he does have some favorable matchups coming up. So you know while he may kind of crap the bed this week, you know I I think if you pick him up, you're picking him up for the whole season and looking ahead. You're not if you're trying to do one week or other. I don't I don't really recommend that because it's going to be too hit or miss. I, I don't. I'm not a big fan of chasing the sacks. Don't chase sacks because you're going to end up on the wrong end of the almost all the time. If you if you see a guy that has like two sacks the week before, very rarely do they do that again the following week. I mean, that's why this him and Preston Smith have kind of been an anomaly to my theory. See, I think he's better than Preston Smith, though. Way better. He was a. I mean, he was if a you had first pick round him. pick, but. He, he couldn't make it in Denver with playing across from Von Miller. Like you gotta think, how do you not make it playing across from the, you know, a top five? I mean, although Von Miller's look terrible this year, a top five sack guy. Like how do you not get less attention over on your side and, and take advantage of it? I mean, I get he's playing on the side of the left tackles, where the left tackles are probably better than the right tackles, but All right. I mean, just take a look at. It. I don't know. We we got way off track. Right. We're still in the news and notes. Uh, the news and notes about and... JPP was pretty key. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I 
Okay. Well, go ahead. So apparently the Bucks and JPP has agreed to restructure his contract that will make him a free agent at the end of the year. Yes. And it's they it kind of a little cap room. Yeah. They save some cap room, he becomes a free agent. They um, they kind of hinted that he might be done there. Like he might not even what? play this year. The the article that I read basically was saying he might not even play this year. And oh, they're really? just going to let him well, I, I mean they they kind of alluded to that because they don't know when he's coming back. They don't know they don't have a timetable really. He had that yeah. uh, car well, accident. Yeah, expected to be out for a while anyway. Yeah, we kind of picked him up in our uh, Pod Wars League, which we're doing god-awful in, by the way. Shh, shh, don't, don't tell that. God. Well, in our we're defense, we drafted with that. Dynasty in mind, and then they told us it was redraft, so. Because <laughs> we took a bunch of rookies, so, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, not a bunch, but we got like we'll Ed Oliver fine. and Claylin Farrell. We're just I mean, giving them a head start. We'll be fine. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. It, hey, it don't was, you bad mouth Ed Oliver? Okay. I'm not bad mouthing anybody. But, um, <laughs> no, I yeah, we did. But you know, it just off the slow starts, and you know, I don't know. Right. It's just it, it's it's more of a. We Speaking we should have maybe. I want to touch on here. Well, go ahead. No, I mean, I, I, once we get done with the news and notes and stuff. Okay. I'm well, go ahead. Next news and notes. Come on, come on, come on, come on. We're gonna be like two hours in before we. So even we've done. The, no, we're fine. We're about done. Um, the next one was Colts. Darius Leonard is still questionable with this yeah. concussion thing. Um kind of got to watch that uh he, you know he missed last week so he's kind of still on the questionable side right now um one that me and you both really liked is out for the year bill's defensive tackle harrison phillips Tory's yeah. acl so he is done for the year um i know a lot of people not just us in some of my fantasy leagues everybody thought he was a really big time sleeper and he was actually doing pretty good this year, I believe. And uh, just uh, unfortunate that he tore his ACL, so he's going to be out the rest of the year. Since you're shamelessly plugging your writing, uh, my waiver article dropped the other day. And uh, right I, I said, Jordan Phillips, no relation. I don't think there are any relation, Harrison and Jordan Phillips. Uh, no. Would be a good guy to pick up. He had a really good game once Phillips kind of went out. Uh, Star yep. Star Lutulele is very old. He's still yep. you know playing steps. But Lutulele and Phillips Jordan Phillips played about equal snaps in the last game, uh, and Ed Oliver's leading the snap count, which is, is expected. But yeah. I would tend to think Jordan Phillips might pick up some of the slack that Phil that Harrison left behind because I don't think Lutulele can play. High no, I mean, number of snaps last anymore. Year it was, yeah, last year it was uh, Kyle Williams and Lou yeah. You know, Williams retired, but looking at um, Lou Tulele's uh, numbers, even in a limited backup role, Harrison Phillips was outplaying him. So it made it a no-brainer to make him put him above uh, uh, Lou Tulele. And like I said, 
the injury is going to cost him. So, yeah, I'm kind of with you that on that. I think Jordan's the guy you want to kind of own there. Yeah. We got any other news and um, notes? Let's, uh, just a quick one or two. Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams are both questionable. They missed last week. Um, that team looks terrible. The Browns. Now. Yeah, you know, Mr. Shoestring Tackler. But uh, we won't go there. I haven't watched and then much the last Greedy, one, but... I'm kind of curious to hear your thoughts on this. So Jalen Ramsey gets upset, asks for a trade. Word on the street is <laughs> Jacksonville is asking the Kings ransom for this guy. Then the owner comes out and says, we really like Jalen Ramsey. We want him to be here. He still wants to be traded, then says he's sick. He's missed this week's practice because he's supposedly sick. Um. Do you see him getting – oh, one more piece of news. Apparently, the Eagles made a big offer. I would have to try to find it. Uh, I think uh, you're getting hoodwinked by a fake account. But... Oh, well, anyway. I don't think that – I mean, there's I, a lot – I'm not saying it's a fake account, but just some random guy coming up with a trade scenario. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, maybe that last part's not right. But anyway, don't you think this is all kind of – I don't know. I don't. I just don't see him being a, a Jaguar much longer. Maybe this year, but I think he's out next year. So from what I gather of this situation, uh, he has an issue with not necessarily Doug Marone, but Tom Coughlin. And apparently... Which is a big one. Yeah. And which, That's a big one. All right, let me talk here. No. You asked me a question. You want my answer. Let me talk. <laughs> Go ahead. Anyway, <laughs> he apparently has an issue with uh, Tom Coughlin, who in his history of coaching, a lot of players have had problems with Tom Coughlin um, mm-hmm. at one point or another. In fact, Telvin Smith, uh, one of the rumors is that his issue, one of his issues and why he's not playing football this year is because he doesn't get along with Tom Coughlin. And, you know, the, the Jaguars have a, a, a problem on their hands because if they keep losing these, uh, and I don't really even consider Telvin Smith an outspoken player, but, like, if they keep losing these highly talented players because they don't like the team president or GM or whatever he is, then right. you, you got to change the front office because, I mean, the, the Saxonville, you know, Swagwires, although you know, uh, uh, what's, what's his name? Uh, Minshew has, uh, or Shuval, as uh, the, the open oh, bar has, has dubbed him. Um, yeah, I, yeah, that game was pretty ugly for you, but anyway, I get back to Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> um, I don't, I'm not, I'm not surprised by any of this because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure why players that want a new contract or aren't happy don't do this more often like melvin gordon uh is supposed to report tomorrow from what i read earlier this evening and who's to say he doesn't report and then say oh you know what my hamstrings bother me i think i need a few weeks off and then oh my foot's bothering (laughs) me i think i need a few weeks off what's there to say that these guys don't report and just you know kind of pretend they're injured or i mean Football is a physical sport. You get hit once or twice. You say, you know, I'm banged up. I can't go. And and then you basically work your way out, which is what Ramsey wants. But, again, they're asking for a king's ransom, and I don't blame him. 
he's a top shutdown corner when he's on his game. But one of the other issues Ramsey has is the way that they're schemed. Like he's he wants to play man on man, and they're playing a lot of zone. And that's his his other issue besides Tom Coughlin is is that he feels that they're misusing his skills. So right. he wants to play man on man because that's his skill set is is built for that, and he's good with that. And they're forcing him to play zone. It kind of reminds me of some other corners that that wanted out of town because they're like, "Let me do what I do," you know. Because he's getting—I mean, he he looks bad half the time when he gets beat because they're playing zone and he makes the wrong read, or you know, you see a guy flying right past him when his responsibility is to play the the hitch up front, you know, and right. it makes him look like he's not doing his job when it's really somebody else's responsibility but we're getting a little technical but (laughs) the eagles thing that you saw i think it's just some random guy on twitter making up stuff now that part i I agree with but this other part just you know him wanting out the owner saying we want to keep him and blah 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 i just if he's button heads with coughlin that's going to be a big problem I mean, the, the owner wants to pay him and keep him around. And uh, yeah, I understand. Uh, um, I mean, do it's... you think anybody will pay this king's ransom? I mean, if this keeps continuing and he keeps saying, "I want out. I don't want to be in Jacksonville no longer," do you think someone says, "You know what? Let's let's do this. Let's step up to the plate and make this trade"? They want two firsts. Who in okay. their right mind is going to give up two firsts? We've seen crazier things. But I I know we've seen crazier. I mean, but I, mean, I would not give two firsts for him, but do you think somebody would? I, I mean, the Eagles are a team to watch, but, you know, who are they going to give up for? The, you know, who They would have to give up a high-caliber player and a first-round pick, I think is probably the going rate right here. Like a uh, Pro Bowl, you know, slightly less than Pro Bowl caliber player, and a first round pick, I think would get it done. But who's going to give up a starter? I mean, you're not going to give up a corner to Jacksonville because Jacksonville's going to say, "Well, we have a corner. Why would we want a lesser corner?" I'm you know, telling you right now, if, he, if I were Tennessee and had two first round picks, I would trade it. Well, if you're Tennessee, you can give them your pile of uh, 15 quarters. Off the field. Dory Jackson has turned into garbage. Oh, God, you got me started. Oh, Lord, i got to quit running. Uh, well, I mean, we, we can talk about the Titans a little later. but No, I, mean, I don't want to talk about the Titans because they don't? are freaking trash right now, and it's well, pissing me off. Well, yeah. You picked them to win their division, didn't you? I tried to tell you. Why you got to bring up old shit, man? Anyways, any more news and notes? Because, I mean, I don't think Ramsey is going anywhere for now. I think it's it's before the deadline. I think in two weeks we we might see something happen. I think Jacksonville's happy. In two weeks, do you think he's going next year? During the offseason. Offseason, yeah, he gets traded during the draft probably. Okay, that's kind of what I was thinking. All right. That's it for the news and notes.
All right, so let's have a word from the DFF membership with DraftKings. DynastyFootballFactory.com has it all. Impact articles, a full scope of fantasy football rankings, ADP, and exclusive members-only access to Factory Sports Slack channel. Dynasty, Redraft, IDP, Devi, and even DFS. A Factory Sports membership unlocks it all and annual memberships are free that's right we've partnered with DraftKings to bring you your annual sports membership for free just go to dynastyfootballfactory.com shop and click on the DraftKings membership promo sign up for your DraftKings account deposit just $20 and you'll receive a free $10 bonus and free factory sports annual membership eligibility and restrictions apply see website for details so act now and become a Factory Sports member for free. Visit DynastyFootballFactory.com slash shop today. Very much better than I could give that commercial the proper love to. Um, but anyway, yes, if you want to read our articles, that's the way to do it. Um, go to DynastyFootballFactory.com slash shop and get that DK Bucks. Now we transition. Into our breakdown of week three, we'll kind of go through each position, name off some names. We're going to leave the analysis a little tiny bit short this week, unless there's somebody that we're dying to talk about here. Um, right. We'll just drop some some quick dimes on some players which, here. Which league are you looking at? Uh, I've been using our DFW 36 league as our okay. guide because... And I also use that for my waiver column, just a little bit of transparency here, because we have 36 pretty knowledgeable IDP owners in that league. So if they're on the free agent, if they're actually on the waiver wire, they're probably on the waiver wire in this league because uh, we've got some pretty smart guys in that league. So Yeah, that league is loaded with some IDP guys. Yeah. So going through D tackles, uh, DeForest Buckner took back his crown. Uh, he had a huge week. Geno Atkins was second. Aaron Donald third. Jonathan Hankins fourth. Uh, Javon Hargrave was fifth. Danny Shelton was sixth. Jordan Phillips seventh, as I mentioned. Uh, Damon Harrison came back to life at eight. Andrew Billings at nine. Right. Tyler Lancaster from the uh, Packers was ten. Christian Wilkins was 11, and Shelby Harris was 12. So, I mean, it's a little bit more of the, the usual suspects here. Um, obviously, there's some people missing from what we'd expect, uh, but the top was pretty much your, the guys you drafted, uh, your, your DT1s. Um, any yeah. names stick out on this list that you want to talk about? Nothing that really sticks out, but I'm kind of surprised – how many of my leagues that uh, Snacks Harrison is available? Well, that's because the first couple weeks were terrible, and you really had to show I some know. patience. And that's that's why and I just, don't like to overreact to two weeks of football. Yeah, don't and we're going to get somebody. into this. Like I said, I'm going to do some slow start stuff here in a few minutes. So we'll tie all this together. All right. So DTs, uh, we got Class Campbell had a monster game. I think really? the entire you just had to bring it up, didn't you? Well, it's facts. Hashtag facts. Class Campbell's the number one defensive end. I mean, you could have picked anybody, and you just had to pick. I couldn't pick anybody. It's a list. 
I'm not going to omit uh, people just because of your feelings here. I so hate you. I well, really do. You're going to hate me in another three seconds because you got two more Jaguars <laughs> coming your way because uh, they, they, they nearly brought Ryan Tannehill in the game, which might have been an upgrade, by the way. Stefan Tua is number two. Uh, here's Josh Allen, number three. Mario Addison okay. was four. Trey Flowers, five. He woke up. J.J. Watt, yep. six. He woke up. Everson Griffin, seven. Sam Hubbard, eight. Brian Burns, nine. O'Shane Zimenez was ten. Dwayne Smoot, there's that other Jaguar, at 11. And Matt Ioannidis at 12. Uh, I want to bring up a couple names. Uh, Sam Hubbard looks like to be the real deal this year. Even in a boom-bust kind of a position for me, I, I hate this position. Because there's yeah. a couple elite guys, and even those elite guys that we mentioned last week, they are not on the list this week. So, you know, we, yeah. we talked up Danielle Hunter, and we talked up uh, Miles Garrett last week, and they're missing this week. Um You'd expect them to be on this list. It's just about every week, though. But, you know, some other usual suspects like Calais Campbell and J.J. Watt, Trey Flowers, Griffin, and came around. Um, interesting that three rookies made their presence felt in this list. Um, my waiver article, I've suggested O'Shane Zimenez for your waiver uh, defensive end. If you put your claims in already, I mean, if he's if he's still available, you can pick him up. He's pretty much available everywhere. Um, and, yep, and uh, you should check because actually, funny you mentioned that I had went into one of my leagues and needed some defensive end help, and I went over and looked, and there he was, O'Shane Zimenez, and I was like, hmm, got to pick him up. So, you know, it it never hurts to check, even if you think they're not there. It's best to check because you never know. Yeah, one of the things about Zimenez that I like is if you look at the Giants, they have three big dudes up front. They have B.J. Hill or P.J., whichever one. I got those confused last week when I was talking about Oakland, too. Whichever hill they have. They have Dexter Lawrence. They have B.J. Hill. Okay. They have Dexter Lawrence, and then they have uh, Olsen Pierre, I think, is the other guy up front. Uh, Yes, I believe that's correct. They have another big guy rotating in there, too. Those three are, are essentially your your front line, and then you have Zimenez and Marcus Golden and Lorenzo Carter playing that edge role that you hate so much. And <laughs> only Zimenez is listed as a defensive end, but he's really right. going to play that edge role for them. So I like him better than Golden simply because Golden's playing as a linebacker, and... I'm not super impressed with Golden's ability to stay healthy. So, and the Giants, I wrote this in the the article, they turned it over to Danny Dimes. They're going youth. They're just going to go full out youth. They're probably going to be in some shootouts because if if, uh, with Barkley out, they're not going to be able to grind the game away with Gallman. So look for a lot of passing if, if, if Jones can actually compete with teams which i'm not saying this week they will actually washington they should beat the this game may be a high scoring game this game would be the game to play zimenez against washington yes absolutely no no trent williams and uh (laughs) washington just looks terrible case keenum looks terrible um i was talking with a co-worker today who's a redskins fan and we were talking about uh dwayne haskins 
And the the reason I think they're not pulling the trigger on Haskins is next, not this week, but the following week, they have to play New England. And you don't want to do that to your rookie quarterback. So save him for the Miami game they have about three weeks down the road. So that's my prediction of when uh, Haskins is going to get the, the reins there. I would probably agree with that. But we got way off track. That has nothing to do with O'Shane Zimenez. <laughs> but uh, that's my Washington yeah, prediction here. So, uh, But three Jaguars there. You're probably not going to see three Jaguars in there until they play the Titans again next year. Next, really? But. Really with the pop shots? Really? Hey, your team looked like look terrible you should you should know that uh but yeah some some names that are i think here to stay sam hubbard has been named each of the last three weeks i I kind of relate him to jesse bates somebody that didn't get a lot of respect in the offseason and has just done has just produced you gotta respect it even if you don't really uh you know like like Shaq Barrett, which we'll mention here in a minute, you, you don't have to like the guy to respect the fact that he's been a top play. Um, and speaking of Tampa, real quick, uh, Carl Nassib was just outside the top 12. Uh, I wouldn't expect Mario Addison to be on this list a lot, although it was nice to see him bounce back, although he can give you a zero every once in a while. Yeah, I had a question or two about him on Reddit this week, so I'm not really impressed with him and i don't think he's a guy you can really trust so he's not a guy you can trust and next year he's probably gonna be a linebacker so i'm not buying him yeah because i have a feeling brian burns is probably gonna be a linebacker next year so if you have brian burns find a good week that he has and try to sell him because i don't think he's going to be long for defensive end um moving on linebackers we mentioned shaq barrett um you can't argue with the production that he's had and we talked about Preston Smith already. <laughs> he was number two. Uh, Chandler Jones was three. We had Eric Wilson at four. Uh, I would not pick up Eric Wilson. I know a lot of people might be tempted to. Uh, as soon as Barr is back, Wilson goes back to the bench. So don't get fooled by, you know, if Barr is out multiple weeks, then go ahead and pick up Wilson. But Barr's probably coming back this week. So don't wasting your fab money i mean it's probably late a little late for fab money but don't go wasting a roster spot on a guy that you need an injury for him to be relevant i mean if kendrick's got hurt maybe he could be relevant too but i i don't know he's not a guy that you should have uh danny trevathan is a guy you should have and he is fifth anthony walker was sixth with no um Darius Leonard, he he feasted a little bit. Uh, Jamie Collins was seventh. Old man strength. Believe in it. Uh, Cleo Mack was eighth. They had a pretty nice game, those Bears. Uh, Shaq Thompson, ninth. And we had Clay Matthews at 10. Devin Bush at 11. And Jalen Smith at 12. And then we had some, some beasts behind there. We had Blake Martinez and Bobby Wagner uh, shortly behind. Um, a lot of edge rushers this week. Right. You, you had Clay, you had Khalil, you had uh, Chandler Jones, Preston Smith, Shaq Barrett, and that's what these Clay guys can do for you. 
What's that? Clay Matthews is not one that you're going to be able to trust. Out He's going to have his clunkers. Yeah, I'd rather have Dante have... Fowler than Clay I agree. Matthews. I agree. Because I think Fowler's boom bust, but at least he's young and yeah, right. thinking through the dynasty lens. Clay Matthews, he signed with the Rams to go for the ring, and I don't blame him. Because yep. the Packers didn't want him. The Packers made it pretty clear they, didn't, they weren't interested. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, your studs were just outside for the most part. I mean, uh, some crazy uh, – Bobby Wagner had apparently 14 tackles in the game and couldn't crack the top 12. So <laughs> you, you can tell us is that kind of a week where he, you have a huge tackle number and you still can't crack the top 12. So it was, it was a huge yeah. game, a uh, huge week for linebackers. Um, anything else about these guys here? Nope, I think we kind of covered it there. All right, cornerback's my favorite part of the weekly show here. Yes! Uh, yeah, I know. You, you love it for some reason. Dante Jackson was number <laughs> one. Uh, he's definitely a guy that I look to add or keep. I'm not looking to f- – I, I was talking to Madman, who we talked about how we split the team together, the defense. Right. And he was talking about corners, and I'm like, yeah, I don't pay fab money for corners, so I'm not going to go out there and – spend mm. any fab on corner you're just a hater i'm just not gonna spend fab on a corner that i'm gonna like add and drop like crazy so i'd rather just well, i mean you know what and nobody else did either because all the guys run, yeah I agree. all the guys that were there are still there so i can just go grab one now if i want nope i agree with you so don't bother. Look for the matchups. Uh, you know, Dante Jackson against Houston's probably a pretty good matchup. So if he is available, not a bad guy to have. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore from the Saints uh, had a, uh, I think he had an interception against the Seahawks. Um, mm-hmm. That was a bad game. Uh, Brian Poole, <laughs> the Jets just by sheer volume, their corners get points. They're on a bye this week, so don't pick up any. Uh, Jets, although if you're looking to beat the rush for next week and you want to stash a corner, Daryl Roberts or Poole are probably good picks because the Jets are getting beat through the air pretty regularly. And just a quick note on Daryl Roberts. If you're going to pick him up, he's probably available. He is. Because in probably oh... 80% of the leagues that I've looked at corner, it's Yeah, you're breaking up a little bit, but he is pretty much a free agent yeah. everywhere is what you're saying, basically. Cause yeah, yeah. He's not a big name, and he's not really even a big IDP name. Um, nope. I discovered him. I didn't even know he existed until this summer when somebody offered me a trade with him involved, and I looked at his stats, and I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, he gets targeted a lot, and he gets a lot of tackles. He does. So I think that's the strength that's of his game is, is getting the tackles. So he's definitely somebody you want. He's also averaging yeah. in this league 15 points a game. Uh, he has been consistent, Ooh. very consistent. No boom bust there. Uh, he's he's at double right. digits every week in this league. Obviously, the scoring. We'll, we'll have to break down the scoring one of these days uh, for everybody. But uh, just to, you know. This list is a basic list right. that most leagues will be similar. So it's um, 
we're just looking at defense. We're not looking at, and we're looking at individual positions. So it doesn't matter what something's worth necessarily as much. Jair Alexander was fourth. Uh, Travis Carey was fifth as Cleveland's playing like their fifth string corners. Uh, Jonathan Joseph from Houston. He was uh, one of my waiver ad. He was my waiver ad simply because the Jets were in a buy. Um, he what? has had double-digit points pretty much every week, and he's a decent corner. He just yep. gets targeted a lot. Uh, Kyle yes, Fuller is just a madman. Anybody named Fuller, yep. take them. They're they're, <laughs> they're all all the Fullers are pretty good at football. Uh, here's Jalen Ramsey. Uh, I don't think you want him because yeah. I don't know if he's going to play this week. He's playing right. Denver. Uh, although Denver, he could he could make a case to sell himself this week against Denver. Uh, Josh yeah, Norman. That's a great matchup, boy. Yeah, Josh Norman, not really good at football anymore. He was ninth. Isaiah Oliver was 10th. Daryl Roberts was 11th. And Trey Waynes was 12th. Again, my opposite of Xavier Rhodes guy, Trey Waynes, is a pretty good choice. Um, he's available in all leagues. Um, and depending, I want to say this, depending on your league scoring, uh, looking at this league that me and Dan is in here, um, Jimmy Moreland for the Redskins, you touched on Josh Norman. Jimmy Moreland is a rookie from James Madison. Ballhawk, he's the guy you want to own if you need a corner. He's he was 19th in this league, so, and I've picked him up in a number of my leagues. So if you're needing a corner, go look for him. He's a good one to add. Uh, that's actually who I was telling the madman we need to add, which I guess I should probably go do that yeah. before I record a podcast and tell everybody. I mean, he's uh, he's he's a really good corner, and I and this is I was Dan can tell you when we did the rookie guide, I was really high on him, and I still am. Yeah, he's a small school uh, he's guy. Get targeted a lot. Yeah, he's a small school guy. He's going to get targeted a lot, but he is good enough. He's going to make plays. And if you, in the preseason, if you watched him, he made a lot of good plays. Even in these first few games, he's made a good play or two. So, but I think, you know, year two and a half, three, he's probably going to be one of the better corners in the league and teams are going to avoid him. But right now, as a rookie, he's a guy you want to own yeah i like moreland um he, he's one of those guys that's gonna get um yep targeted and definitely somebody that you want to play um that's about it for the corners god i don't want to talk about corners anymore um, <laughs> next up safeties i don't mind talking about safeties uh first up is haha clinton Dix, and thanks to case keenum being bad at football uh, oh, through a beautiful touchdown pass to Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Unfortunately, he plays for the other team. <laughs> uh, he used to be a teammate uh-huh. of, actually not of Case Keenum, but of the Redskins. He used to be a teammate of, so maybe he got confused watching tape from last year. Uh, Jordan Poyer came in second. He's He kind of bounced back. He had a rough week, too. Von Bell. Man, don't you think Jordan Poyer is one of the most underrated safeties in the league? He definitely is. We talked about that over the summer yeah. about how underrated he is. I mean, is. he is just so underrated. He's what he does, and he's just cool. not a big name. He plays in Buffalo. We like to talk more about Buffalo's fans going through tables than we do about the actual football <laughs> team. 
Right. So, I mean, that's, that's the facts. We don't want to talk about the fire table dudes throwing people through those fire tables instead of Jordan Poyer. So, um, right. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I enjoy those Bill's Mafia videos very much, although I'm surprised people can actually walk after some of that stuff. So, We um, should do that, Dan. Uh, I'll throw you through a table. How about that? You know what? If you can pick my big ass up, I'll more than happy to go with it. I got that old man strength, man. Don't don't you worry. Although you're older than me. (laughs) Uh, Von Bell. I may act like I'm older than you, but you are actually older. Von Bell is number three. Uh, Jamal Adams had a nice pick six thanks to Jared Stidham. And Jared Stidham basically convinced the hoodie that he probably should be cut because they signed Cody Kessler today. Oh, did they really? Yes, the Patriots signed Cody Kessler. Wow. So Stidham is now in the Hoodies doghouse. They put Tom Brady back in that game. They were so pissed at him. I don't even know what to say about that. That's... Yeah, but Adams had that nice pick six. Helped his stats. Otherwise, he would have had a pretty pedestrian day. He's still (laughs) a top safety in my eyes, but... Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, 72 hours, and he's already the best defender that the Pittsburgh Steelers have. I'm telling you, he is a perfect fit for Pittsburgh, dude. He well, I going... think they're going to let him do what the Dolphins didn't, and that's kind of be a rover. And that's where he's good at. I mean, he can play safety or he can play corner, but you move him around, that's really – where he's best at is being that rover top player yeah and i think that's what he's gonna play because i mean do you think he knew the playbook that well i mean every no, no, team I, knows how I, to play a cover three zone you know that that's, what you that's saw this weekend stuff, with but... just his pure skill and talent that's what you saw basically um, so i mean you give him time to learn the playbook he's i expect him to dominate you know i i really do yeah and uh, who would you rather have, Minka Fitzpatrick or Terrell Edmonds on that same team? Fitzpatrick. It ain't even close. Yeah, Fitzpatrick, okay. Um, he's going to probably play safety. Him being traded to Pittsburgh changed his value greatly. It boosted him up a little bit. Um, I'm still, I don't know. If he was a corner, I'd like it a whole lot better. Oh, yeah, of course, but. I mean, just if the he's pure gonna play talent that rover, that yeah. on deep is so much better. Yeah, he, he seemed to be involved in just about every play that, yep. that Pittsburgh was making, which they didn't make a lot because they let San Francisco torch them, basically. But um, speaking of getting torched, Bobby McCain was sixth. The Dolphins are your uh, punching bag. So start all <laughs> of your chargers and start Bobby McCain because you know – that Rivers is going to chuck the ball like 80 times this week yep. because Rivers loves throwing the ball. Uh, Terrell Edmonds came in seventh. Speaking of Terrell, um, he was seventh. John Johnson, the third, was eighth. Eric Reed was ninth. Antoine Bethay, tenth. Clayton Gathers was 11th. And Ronnie Harrison, who has been very consistent, came in at 12. Um, not a huge. The, the one thing that I am uh, a little concerned 
I don't know if I'm concerned. He's still putting up pretty good numbers, but uh, Landon Collins has not been on this list much. Last week he might have been, but right. um, he, he's kind of underperforming. He's done all right. Do you know what a Roderick Teamer is? Do what? Roderick Teamer. He's apparently a safety for the Los Angeles Chargers. Okay. So. Uh, you think with with the thirty safeties that that uh, JJ broke down, one of them would have been Roderick Teamer, <laughs> but not, apparently not. He's a rookie. Um, right. I mean, there's uh, you know what? That's one thing about it. Whether you're an NFL scout or you do these IDP rookie guys like we do, I don't care who you are or how many of these things you do. There's always somebody that slips through the cracks. Yeah, so Roger Teamer is a 22-year-old, six foot, 205-pound corner or safety from Tulane. Ooh. He was an undrafted rookie, and you know what he's doing? He's stealing some snaps from Rayshon Jenkins. <laughs> Every episode, it's happening. Every people. episode. Every episode, it's going to happen. We got it in last week. Oh, man. And Rayshon Jenkins is what we're going to use it for. So. You know, I kind of missed that. <laughs> I know you did. So I had to play it every week. We're gonna play it. Uh, one, why is Nasir Adderley not playing? I have no clue. Yeah, Roderick Teamer, who I've never even heard of. I didn't even know he's on the roster. And yeah, they, I didn't either. They took Nasir Adderley in what the second round, and they're not playing him. I have no clue. That's that's been uh, maybe it's a scheme thing. Like maybe Teamer is more of a Could strong be. safety, and they see Adderley as more of a free, but. I don't think you care at this point. I don't know. We'll see this week against Miami. Miami should be throwing the ball a ton. Um, <laughs> yep, these Chargers, be behind by these stupid Chargers. Like you think we have, we think we have them figured out, and just when we think we have them figured out, they go and change the rules. Like they just go and screw everything up and and change things around, and they do whatever. Right. They want. They, I don't know. Don't know what to say. They, they're like Cartman here. Whatever, I'll do what I want. That's right. I'll do whatever. Spit my thota. Anyways, uh, apparently South Park is coming out with a new season. Did you know they were still on television, like producing new seasons? I did. I watch them religiously. I tape every one of them. Actually, there's a new episode tonight, and as soon as we get done, I will be watching it. That's what I was saying. I didn't. I saw something on Twitter or Facebook about it, and I'm like, "This show is still on." I'm surprised that show is still on. But apparently, Ice is gonna go to Kyle's house and break in or something. So deport him. It's gonna be great. He's... It's gonna be great. Isn't Kyle Jewish? It... They're gonna deport him because Kyle Jewish? is Jewish. Yeah. So why are they deporting him? I don't get it. I don't get the joke. <laughs> oh my god! But anyway. I can't with you sometimes. You know this, right? Just saying, like, Ice is... Never mind. We're not gonna just play. watch the show, Dan. We're just watch the show. I used to watch it religiously, and then I grew oh, up. Oh, I did. I actually... 
I know we're getting off topic here, but I actually have the first two seasons on, on VHS. On, block- on VHS? No, oh, my on God. VHS, when Blockbuster was huge. Blockbuster, them- you are really showing your age. I know, I know, I know. But I used to have those first two seasons, and they was two to a tape. I had the first two seasons, man. They were great. Not even on DVD. Like, I have some stuff on DVD that I'm kind of embarrassed about, but I know you're not embarrassed about this, but VHS, really. You you still have a VHS player still? Actually, I do. Actually, I do. Well, you know we what? Because we have a ton of VHSs. You could probably go do. to the Scouting I, Academy. I'll you one better. I Naval. still have a VHS Rewinder. Do you remember those? Uh, I don't think I ever had one, but I do remember them, yes. I actually have one. I actually have one. Because I rented so many VHSs at the time. You know, if you didn't if you didn't be, rewind be the tapes, kind. they charged you. So Be kind, rewind. I bought a, yeah, I bought a rewinder, man. Well, maybe and you I'll... could put that to use when the Scouting Academy sends you some old VHS tapes of guys to scout. And here is a word from the Scouting Academy. I am the master of segues. Boom. There you go. Scout NFL football like a pro. Invest in yourself and get a degree in player evaluation and assessment from the Scouting Academy. They've educated NFL GMs, personnel directors, and dozens of NFL scouts. Enroll today and you'll watch the same game tape NFL coaches watch. You'll learn to look past the metrics with position-by-position analysis. This is a time-tested curriculum, a chance to learn from the NFL execs and coaches. Sign up today and get a Dynasty Football Factory exclusive discount for limited time only. Save $50 when you sign up at DynastyFootballFactory.com. And that was a masterful segue, if I don't say so myself. But anyway, uh, <laughs> DynastyFootballFactory.com, Scouting Academy. Um, we, we were talking earlier about our uh, factory IDP rookie guide. Uh, you know, time's kind of, you know, wound down from that stuff. But you could still order it um, and check out some of these guys, maybe that you've never heard of. There is no Roderick Teamer in there, so if you're looking to... to, to <laughs> to get acclimated with him he is not in there sorry um we wish we could research every draft eligible defender but we kind of have other jobs too so yeah but i tell you i'm putting in a big effort this year so yes yes yes, we'll see so we have an interesting trade um, okay. And it's an older trade, and it's a, it's a listener. Uh, it was at Drew Christians 18 uh, hit us up earlier uh, to discuss a little bit about, and, and I don't know, you didn't get a chance to listen back to last week's show, but uh, Jordan was discussing with us how um, we could potentially give good corners like Patrick Peterson their due if we use kind of like a reverse scoring system kind of like dsts get where you start out with like 15 points and you drop down from there okay like if you allow a catch you lose a point if you get a pbu you gain a point like it's it's kind of like the dst theory um and so he, he reached out to say that he does a league like that so he, he was uh 
talk oh, really? about that. But then he also had a trade to break down. So this is a, a big boy trade. You, I know you're going to – see, you got guys on both sides of this that you'd salivate over. So it, it is a pretty large <laughs> trade because – Okay. Uh, there are Hit a me with ton of draft picks involved. He basically, I think, traded a couple draft classes. So okay, hit me with it. It's a little, it's a little scary in that range. He got Bradley Chubb, okay, Derwin James, and Ed okay. Oliver. That's who he got. Okay, well, he hang gave on. Up. So he got Bradley Chubb. He got Bradley Chubb, Derwin James, and Ed Oliver. So two of your favorites in the world. Well, I mean. He traded away. I do love me some Ed Oliver. He traded away Chandler Jones, Kevin Byard, and a crap ton of picks, is how I'll list it, that also included two firsts. Ooh. And. I'll uh, actually like the entire 2022 class, the entire, almost the entire 2021 class, and a third, fourth, and fifth next year. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, no. So, <laughs> Jesus the, 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 the picks so, alone scare me off. The entire, 20, 2000, 2022 entire draft. 2022 draft. It looks like most of the 2021 draft, except for the sixth round mm-hmm. pick, which I'm guessing he may have traded previous to that. Except, and a okay. third, fourth, and fixed. fifth. And he gave up Jones and Byard. I would have kind of said, I don't need to a give third, up any players. Okay, I would have said to the guy, I don't need to give you any players. I'm stocking your draft for the next three years. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. So he got Chubb, James. He's receiving Chubbs, James, and Oliver for Jones, Byard. And I, I where are should, the two first? Uh, well, I don't know. I should add that uh, this is on sleeper. So Chubb okay. may have dual eligibility Jesus. on sleeper. I'm not sure about that for sure. Jesus Christ! 2022 draft, the 2021 draft, except the sixth. The 2020 third, fourth, of God bless, and gave up Byard and Chandler Jones. I mean, he got his guys, and he gave up Byard and Jones. But so he's getting the pick side, right? No, he's getting Chubb, James, and Oliver. Yeah, he said, "I sent the two Dang. players and got back three, and sent all of those picks." <laughs> I don't. God, I, I want to hear your answer on this because I don't know that me and you will agree. Uh, I don't like giving up nope. that amount of picks for, I mean, Chandler Jones and Bradley Chubb for the next two couple years are about equal. Uh, Kevin Byard, okay, so he- <laughs> Kevin By- I mean, I'm not sure if this is before Derwin James got hurt because he said this wasn't a recent trade. It was, it was a couple weeks ago, I guess. I don't know. If, I'm guessing, okay. although James got hurt in like August, so I'm guessing he knew. Yeah. I'm kind of confused. Which side did he get? The Chubb, James, and Oliver? Yes. So he's getting that, and he's giving... All the picks, Ooh. and Chandler Jones Jeez. and Byers. And like I said, oh, I look at Bradley Chubb and Chandler Jones as pretty equal over the next couple of years. Jones will retire probably within four years, is my okay. guess. 
Bayard, though. And you know what? James, James and Bayard is closer than most people will give credit to. Is. Bayard is very Dude, turnover dependent. You, oh, man. That's my only knock on Bayard. And I like he Bayard. is. I like but Bayard. He's got a but nose for the box. He does. You know what? I love it. I love what he got. I say, like, do you love Ed Oliver enough it's, to give oh, up two man. draft classes worth? Jesus Christ. Man, I love what he got. I really do. I love Chubb. I love James, even though he's hurt. Long term, I really think he's he's a top three, four safety. Everybody knows how I love Ed Oliver. But, God dang it, man. That's a lot to give up. Chandler Jones, Kevin Byrd, two first. The entire 2022, no, there's no way, dude. There is no way. Yeah. Even, even if I like those guys, even if all three, I'll put it this way. Even if all three, Chubb, James, and Oliver, if they finish the season number one at their position, I'm still not making this trade. Yeah, no I mean, way. These are rookie picks. Because so, you mean, are just you are screwing yourself for the future right there. there I, ooh, I can't. No, I'm not making that trade. No way. And I, the only way I'd make wow. it is if I got to keep Jones and Byer. I mean, I know you'd have to drop people anyway, but Whew. if Man, I'm that's giving, all, I mean, yeah, if I'm giving up all those, whoever picks, is, yeah. Go ahead. Whoever is getting this draft class or draft classes, they're basically, you know, I don't know what the rosters are, but, man, you may be losing immediately with the Chubb, James, and Oliver. You may be losing immediately this year. But with the draft classes you've got coming up, man. As a devil's advocate, and not, not that I'm saying he should have, traded all these picks away but you gotta figure Bradley Chubb was a first or second round pick in your rookie draft two years ago Derwin James a first or second round pick in your rookie draft two years ago and Ed Oliver is probably a first second round pick in this year's draft so you've probably got if you're looking at it that way you've probably got three first or three seconds or a combo your best is three first or your worst is three seconds Mm -hmm. there's I mean man no, I, I can't do that. I mean, I can't give up an entire two entire draft classes except a couple picks. No way. No yeah. way. And I am not I'm not wanting to give up an entire draft class. If I'm giving And don't get me wrong, I like Jones, I like Byard. <sighs> I, I mean I like Chubb, I like James, I like Oliver. And I think they're all elite. I think they're all probably easily top ten at their position. Man, that is way too much. That's just way too much. Yeah, and like I was saying, um, if, if you take out the two players and you got to keep the two players and just trade the picks, then it's a little closer in my mind. But it's a little closer. But Jones damn, and Byard aren't too that's far a lot, off. Dude. I mean, Byard this year, he's got James beat because James ain't playing a down this year. So yeah, but I mean, is it? I mean, this is it. This is a dynasty league, clearly. Oh yeah, clearly. But so you know what? You're gonna bite the bullet, and you're gonna put James on IR. I get it. Byard's gonna hand him his ass this year because he's on IR. Mm-hmm. But James and Byard is not that drastic far apart. 
Ed Oliver, oh man, he's a beast at D-tackle, but, and I like Bradley Chubb, oh man, that's that's just way too much, there's no way, I, yeah. I, I'm not going to mortgage my future for two plus years, because basically that's what you've done, for the next two plus years, you have mortgaged your future for that team, for these three players, and while they are all three probably top ten at their position, it's just not worth it because yeah. injuries or whatever could strike. And if that happens, you're screwed because you have nothing on the future. Yeah. So wow. I would say to that. Oh. Wait a minute. Strike that. Reverse yeah. it. Thank you. I know it's not going <laughs> to happen, but yeah, well, I would probably reverse that. You got another trade. Let's let's keep I it do. moving here. Let's go this trade. Comes we off got, of, we got two uh, more segments in like five minutes, so let's roll. Okay, so this comes off of Reddit user Adolay two, and I guess this is a multiple part question, but he wants to know what is the value of Roquan Smith in a dynasty league, heavy IDP format, with no waiver wire. They start twenty one defensive players six to seven linebackers per week and their scoring is 15 points per sack four points per tackle two per assist and the deal that was offered is he would trade away Roquan Smith and in return <laughs> would res- would receive a third round rookie pick and a Debbie pick for me this is a no brainer for me, I'm taking Roquan. Absolutely. Because, I, I mean, getting... this, first of all, this scoring, is, you must put up, like, 2,000 yeah. points a week. <laughs> right. 15 and, points for a sack. I mean, I know Smith is not a huge sack number guy, but. But even in a standard league. Four points a what tackle. Mean you would, yeah, what mean you would consider a standard league? There's no way. I mean, Roquan is way more valuable than a third and a Debbie pick. Yeah, I mean, the Debbie pick, it depends on where it lends up. I mean, I don't if, it's think a, that matters. if it's a first-round Debbie pick, and I could get DeAndre I Swift, it... or I could get Ooh. See, Dexter, see, that's where if I get Dexter Lawrence, if I could get one of those elite Debbie picks, then maybe I'd do it, but... I mean, I'd like to see the offensive scoring in this. If the defensive scoring is 15 per thing, right. a touchdown must be worth, like, 20 points. <laughs> right. I, For me, sounds... I'm taking Roquan side, and it's not even close. Yeah, I mean, I mean like I said, I'd like to see where that Debbie pick if is. If it was a second and a Debbie, I would kind of consider it. I mean, it's a one-round Devi where you can get a guy. I, I'm assuming it's one Devi pick because it says a Devi pick. Well, I mean, what round? First round. Oh, I mean, it says the Devi pick. So I'm assuming they only have so only one Devi. Yeah, they only have one Devi, and then they have multiple rookies. So it's a third-round rookie and the Devi pick. For so you're telling me maybe third. I'm you're telling me that third is a watered-down. I think Debbie, so. Debbie so really, really kills that rookie draft. Yeah. So it's really a fourth round pick, is what you're. Or talking. maybe even a fifth, depending on who's taken. Well, you're only going to drop. I mean, you're round. looking. If at you only have one Debbie round, it's only one round dropped. You're not going to drop two rounds. I get that, but I kind of look at it this way: 
there's always an anomaly but there's always that one owner that goes outside the box so it can kind of push things i will say it's at least a fourth or slash fifth but i'm not doing that there's no way yeah, I'm keeping Roquan. You're gonna have ten I mean, years, ten years of Roquan production absolutely. At, at that point and scoring system. And as long um, as Mac is there, Khalil Mac is in Chicago. Chalk it. There, no, I don't even think that away. matters. It, well, it does kind of matter. I don't think it matters for Roquan's production. Really? I don't think so. Hmm. Middle linebacker in a good defense i mean even if they don't have mac they were a pretty good defense no i get you with the middle linebacker but <laughs> once trevathan players... leaves what what junk are they gonna put there i mean they gotta probably draft somebody else to take trevathan's place eventually but yeah but trevathan's not trevathan is a solid linebacker he, too. Is. he is but he's no khalil mac he's not khalil mac is a defensive end so that's what I'm saying. As long as Mac is there, that helps Roquan a great deal. To a certain extent, yes. <laughs> God, I hate you. <laughs> I mean, he's not stealing tackles from Roquan. He's not no. also not really. He's not stealing tackles from. I'm trying to. He's not going to funnel things that way either because, I mean, you can run. Now that at... I disagree with. That I disagree with a little bit. Kind of a little bit, but, I mean, so does Leonard. Who would you rather block? If, if you're oh. an opposing offense, who would you rather block? You're going to block Smith Cleo Mack. Cleo but... Mack. You're going to block Cleo Mack. But of course I mean, you are. My... So if you're, if you're focusing on Mack, then essentially that's funneling everything the other way. Offenses can scheme, though. Like, they can. Offenses can scheme away from your elite players. Like, they could run screens at Cleo Mack's side. And, yeah. <sighs> yeah, they... I mean, I get, they, they don't... I get I what you're saying. Most of the interior running is going to funnel to a middle linebacker no matter what, though. Right. Unless the team's running... Even if the team's running, like, outside zones, it's still going to be in Roquan and Trevathan's lap no matter what. Like, they got to shed their blocks and get there. I but. guess when you say funneling, you would think of Houston when, last year. See, but when I think Washington. of... When I think of funneling, I think of the wide nine where you've got those guys way out wide and you force... There's no outside run possibility because you're forcing everything inside. Like, that's the only kind of defenses I really look at and say, yeah, everything is funneled inside because... If you're playing that wide nine, you can't get the edge on those teams because they play so wide to begin with. Uh, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I mean, most teams do run inside. I mean, it's... They do. So, I mean, you're across the middle stuff. You're thinking of teams with two very good defensive ends that... Denver, Miller... Chubb, that's funneling. Yeah. Because you're going to funnel everything inside to Jewel, Todd Davis, whatever. Yeah, that's similar to, I mean, they're outside linebackers, but it's right. similar in theory yeah. to that wide nine where you have your two guys. Uh, but how many teams really run that wide nine? 
the Eagles I mean, do. Well, the Eagles do. The but Titans I mean, used to. Oh, Back in the day. I can't wait to use the day you're When they first moved to, Jack- to Tennessee, they, they played it. Did you almost say Jacksonville? I will slap the shit out of you. I may have. I don't know. You just about did. You did. You yeah, almost maybe. said Jacksonville. Oh, oh. They, they do own Tennessee this year, so. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh. You know what? I haven't talked to you in two weeks and I hate you more than I ever have. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I hate you. It's not my fault. You that... know what? I haven't said it in a long time, but I'm looking for a new co-host. You know, Daryl, here, here I'll, I'll, I'll pat you on the back a little bit. Did Tennessee, oh. did the Volunteers win this weekend? Jesus Christ, I hate you. <laughs> or did they lose again? <laughs> You're such a dirty, rotten... <laughs> I hate you. Oh. I thought they won. That's all the reason I brought it up. Oh, you thought they won? Don't you even, you <laughs> smug ass mother. Oh, I hate you. Uh, now you're making me edit this crap. What the hell? <laughs> I hope you have to edit the... Knock it off. Oh, anyway, so... you got a Debbie Diamond or not. We we, we oh don't we don't like either of those trades that were brought up. So <laughs> you're killing me, you know that. You're killing me because now I gotta listen to this again and good edit out your. I'm, I'm glad your I'm glad potty you mouth here. That's what you get. You know, we start off the the episode talking about being good for the kids and helping out <laughs> kids, and you're over here dropping f bombs like you know well, Andrew Dice Clay or something. Andrew Dice take me way back. Oh, well, I figured I'd go for thing. something in your age range. <laughs> oh, boy, you own it tonight, ain't you? Oh, I, hey, it's been two what? weeks since I got the Buster it's, Stone, so it's, I got to you know, hey, I got saved up. Weeks. I'm gonna give you an A plus for tonight. You've earned this. <laughs> you really have. Oh, you're gonna pay. <laughs> so tonight, <laughs> you're such an ass. So tonight's David Diamond is <laughs> Ray Sean Jenkins. Okay. It's not so Ray Sean Jenkins. Be... <laughs> uh... You stopped already. Good. Tell you. It's Anthony Jennings, linebacker from the Crimson Tide. Um he's a dual threat linebacker. He can rush the passer and does really good in coverage. Very disruptive, can stand up, play with his hand in the dirt. A hard hitter, plays with power. Um, he has some issues with burst and acceleration and secondary moves, but he seems to have a nose for the ball. I mean, he's always breaking up passes, intercepting, or making sacks. Um, that is really huge when you're looking for an IDP player. Uh, have scouted and watched a bunch of his games few of them against Tennessee, but you know, when they're in a national championship every year, there is a a focus on him and he steps up in the big games. I mean, when the game's on the line, he makes big plays, so he's really clutch. Um, He had a 2017 knee injury that kind of slowed him down, but he bounced back last year, and so far this year has looked really good. Um, the one thing I would like to see him improve with is that he kind of struggles with 
speed running backs and linebackers. That's not typically where you want him to be or who you want him to match up with. If he's on tight ends and stuff like that, I think he does really well. Uh, playing against the run, he does really well, but he's no slouch in the coverage. Um, he'll come out this year, um, has really good size, has really good, has very decent speed. So uh, Alabama, Crimson Tide linebacker, Anthony Jennings. and they uh, You just they, made the list! And as we all know, they have produced a number of linebackers, even if you want to omit, omit the bonehead Reuben Foster. Reuben Foster's career is not completely off track. He's got another not chance yet. in Washington. So, uh, Yeah, we, we almost uh, – we had Anthony Jennings on the list for our guide last year because he right. could have come out. He's a senior this year, um, or a redshirt junior, or something like that. Um, Gavin, go out there and help us. He um, he, very well could be benefiting from Dylan Moses not being there. I think so. I mean, and Dylan Moses—that's another. I've seen some speculation that he may just say screw it and kind of get healthy and declare for the draft but man it's when you have such a significant injury I don't know that it's not best to come back and build your stock up I mean even as an elite player I mean that's when you have a big injury like that that's hard to come back from so yeah but I think if he is I think he's a day two pick even with the injury. But I think if he's healthy and has a good year, he's a top 20 pick in the first round. Easy. And we were talking about Moses. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and... I mean... But he could go back and tear his other knee you, up. Would you rather be a top 20 pick in the first round or a second round pick? Well, obviously a first, but if it's going to cost me another year down the road of... I'm taking that. I'll take that up another year down the road. I'll come back to Alabama where they are routinely in the national championship. They get national exposure. I'll be the lead dog. I'll come back. I think he's already got that reputation, though. So I don't don't see why. And Anthony Jennings will be gone next year. So you come back for 2020 season at college – for me, that's a no-brainer because you're probably going to be, with a good season barring an injury, you're probably going to be the number one linebacker off the board. Two because be right now on Debbie, I have Micah Parsons as the number one Debbie linebacker, Dylan Moses as two. Micah Parsons won't come out in the draft this year. Moses could. So, you know, even if those two – even if Moses comes back, the worst-case scenario, he's number two behind Parsons – you're still a first-round pick. And that's a lot more money. I don't know if his if his medicals check out. I don't... Yeah, some I mean, team might take him in the first out. round anyway. Late first round. As long as his medicals check out. Right. He's got the talent. I mean, I don't think... He does. But anyway... Um, anyway... 
That'll be about enough of tonight. I've had enough of talking to you. Yeah, I'm tired of talking to you too. Uh, well, we had the interview with Davion Ellison. We ran through week three, and I tortured Daryl about his Titans consistently. Really? 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 You better hope so, your Seahawks don't shit the bed. You better hope. Well, they, they played a pretty piss-poor game the other day. So. They did, but you... <laughs> they did. So Thank but, God for Russell Wilson for you guys. Well, yes. <laughs> That's all you got. We, we would be a god awful team without Russell Wilson. I'll tell you that. I, and not to to not. If you had Russell Wilson, you'd win a lot more games. But Marcus Mariota is not the answer. You just there. can't help yourself, can you? I'm just being honest. We would be losing games left and right if Russell Wilson didn't keep us in half of them. Do you think Russell Wilson would be as good if he had five different coordinators in five years? Uh, well, he's had two really crappy ones. Does that count? If he's had five different coordinators in five years, would he be as good as he is? He's had Daryl Bevel and oh, Brian Schottenheimer. So. I can't talk to you. I need intelligent people to talk to. i got to find better friends. I really do. I, I understand your argument, but... I can't talk to you. I just can't. Mariota just... Uh, I get it. No, I, you know, he I'll doesn't just, have that it that you need as a quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> I he shows it. it like once every three weeks, and that's what keeps the dream alive. And then he goes <laughs> back to like not throwing to Corey Davis and not throwing to AJ Brown and, and like but Ron Tannehill's not the answer. He's this not. year he might be. He could win you more no, games. He's not. You put Ryan Tannehill in, you might as well flush this season down the toilet. It's done. Uh... <laughs> it's done. Chalk it. Uh... Telling you right now. Your team looked really in... good against the Browns, but then we saw the Browns not look good at all. So I, I think I think you're in for a long season. That's all I'm saying. I can't talk to you all season if I have to. Do that. I am just being honest. I can't deal with you all season. I can't. Well, tell your Titans to start winning, and maybe you'll be able to God. deal with me a little better. God dang it. I'm driving to Nashville right now. To Nashville? To, to Nashville. To kick Mariota's ass in gear or something? To kick somebody's ass. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I've suffered <laughs> long enough. I, I can't stand this. Outdoor music's playing. God dang if you it. want to hear more of Daryl's rants about the Titans. Titans losing. Tune in on Sunday. I'm sure he'll tweet out some hate about Mariota and God dang it. how Tannehill's not the answer. Good night now. Go Hawks. I ain't even saying it. I ain't even saying it. I'm not saying tighten up. I'm not saying go Vols. I'm not. <laughs>